pro wrestler I know that wants to do this shit in the morning. Yeti, you're a f***ing moron. Put it this way, I think Sammy Callahan might as well just change his name to Invader I want to know why. Like, he can dodge any question. Like, I'll tell anyone that. You can tell me the f***, but I, I'm going to ask specific questions. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. WrestlingNewsSource.com all the rest of you yahoos are out there dilly-dilly you little wankers, we're actually receiving real wrestling news. This is Brett screwed Brett. I'm Who are you to, to, to doubt El Dandy? Because this guy's a serious professional. Brett screwed Brett. Hold two, arm bar. Hey, get a nice shot of the brand new Mr. and Mrs. Hunter Hearst Helmsley. I hate you. I hate you. I hate your hat, I hate your t-shirts, I hate your wristbands, I hate your shoes, I hate your music, I hate the C-Nation, I hate everything that you stand for. So does rule. Yeah, they do. <laughs> What's up, everybody? JP here. Josh is with us, and we have from Chikara, coming fresh off the of King of Trios, which you may not want to talk about, uh, Travis Huckabee. Travis, how's it going tonight? It was all right until you brought that up. <laughs> Listen, you guys, I mean, it's it's going to be something for... Because you've only been wrestling for, what, two years? Less than that, even. I mean, I, yeah, you started off as a referee and started mm-hmm. wrestling after you screwed over Max Bashmaster, which he deserved. Straight down the middle. <laughs> but it's, um, it's going to be something to be in that tournament. Like, I'm from Boston. I love the King of Trios. Like I've made trips several times just to go see one or two nights of it. So it's got to mm-hmm. be something for you to be involved in that this early on. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your What was your build up to it? Like, what did you did you do any extra kind of leading in? It's a lot of the same old stuff, you know. It's it, it's you know keeping to your workout still going to the factory if anything try to even double up on those things uh typically i'll go to the factory a few days out of the week uh but even sometimes getting ready for big things i'll try to go extra days even uh try to fit that in there do my best to eat okay if anything the biggest change was just trying to uh study up on some of these teams I haven't gotten to see a lot it's actually uh, really difficult if you go on YouTube look for Wildcat Wrestling Uh, same thing with Airwolf it's a real pain to try to study those guys that's you you just brought up the Wrestle Factory and I want to talk about the way you got into that because if I'm correct did you uh, you went to one of the training sessions and won your scholarship, is that correct? Yeah, it was. Now, you didn't win it the first time you tried. Is that No, correct? I did not. Thanks so, for bringing that up. Well, no, no. The reason I'm bringing that up, though, is because a lot of people give up after that. A lot of mm-hmm. people would say, ah, oh, maybe this isn't for me. But you stuck with it, and a couple of years later, you went back and you won the scholarship. So that, yeah, it was funny how sort of a funny how it even turned about. Uh, after the after the first try, it was like, you know, whatever. I can't train right now for 
reasons X, Y, and Z. But then uh, when the factory had moved and they announced the the second tryout, it's like, you know, I I did kind of fall off a bit when uh, they had the shutdown, but this is something I always wanted to do. Now I have the availability to do it. It's like, yeah, I'll give it a try. Now, was the so Wrestle Factory, was that always where you intended to train? I would think in that area, like, Eat Quack's got to be one of the top choices for trainers, so. Yeah, I had uh, I'd always thought about that. I was a Vantage car for a long time, going back 10, 11 years. So if anything, me even going to school where I did, I went to Temple University, part of the motivation there was, you know, I'm going to go to the factory you know, I'm willing to bet Chikara has the most educated roster in professional wrestling. That's no <laughs> kidding, man. I'm, I'm so Drew. Drew would, did Drew graduate from Drexel? I think. I Gulak, think so. Yeah, he was a Drexel graduate. Um, other, Gulak, other Gulak was a Temple grad, I believe. Yeah, Rory. yeah, Rory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bryce went to Temple. That's it. Man, there's a lot of owls there. And yeah. What was, it, what was it learning to referee under Bryce? It was a. Uh, you never really expect how hard it's going to be until you start doing it. I think just it's really easy for people to watch wrestling and just go, "Oh, that guy's just they just count the three. <laughs> but then when you start actually doing it, it's insane. There's so much that goes into being a decent ref, being a half-decent ref, and I only claim to have been a half-decent ref at best. Uh, if they, if Chikara used you, it, like, I've been to several Chikara shows, like I said. I mean, when they come up here to Boston, I don't think I missed too many of those. Um, and I've been down to Philly for a few, so. But, I mean, Bryce, John, they're... they're um, oh, who was the other one? Who was the one? Ooh. Ah, oh, Papadopoulos. Like, those were all, and he was, I don't know if you were a fan, but I don't know, Papadopoulos may have been out of it by the time you became a fan. You're, I'm going back a little bit now. I remember Papa Giorgio. Papa Giorgio, that's what I was thinking, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And, I mean, those guys, like, to be able to hang with, in the same company with them, you have to be better than half decent. And then, <laughs> yeah, it's... Again, it's something that you don't realize how difficult yeah. it is until you actually try doing it. And then you, so I have all the respect in the world for Bryce and even Chris Levin, our most yeah. recent referee. Now you made the transition from re- from referee to wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um, how did that? How how was that transition for you? Because that's not an easy one. Because the fans know you as one thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, when I started, I had a lot of support, and I think that was part of the reason why. Uh, before I ever, before I ever had anything to do with Smash Master, I had fans constantly uh, cheering me on just as a referee. So I had them in my back. But if anything, the harder part of it was I had a lot of people looking at me when I tried to wrestle, and they didn't quite take me. Seriously, it was like, oh, that's just that referee trying to hang. 
it, but yeah, I mean, you were in there with Solo Darling at first. And you were mm-hmm. able to hang with her, and now now part of Team Fist. And mm-hmm. man, Team Fist is something special. I mean, it's just it's that's got to be amazing. Like I'm a mark for for Fist. I am. It's um, in every way possible. And, how, how did that come about when you found out you were going to join them? I mean, I know it's, it's Icarus is probably the only original member right now, but that's, I mean, Icarus is Chikara, so. He really is. It's it's one of those things that I'll make a, I'll make a comment to people, and even as I say it, it sounds so strange to me. You know, on night two of King of Trios, uh, I was in Team Fist versus the Colony. So being able to say that sentence after all those years of fandom <laughs> is still a little unreal to me. And, and you stretched out a little bit of Colony at one point or another, I believe, if I saw the pictures right, right, with uh, Sugar. Sorry, say that again? You stretched out a few members of Colony with Sugar during that match, I believe, if I saw the pictures correct. Uh, <laughs> Rephrase the question. Yeah. <laughs> um, when you say when you say stretched out, <laughs> I'm I'm confused by your Southie accent. You you almost had the match won with Sugar at one point or another, I believe. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> we'll wait for the DVD. Archie I mean, you could always watch the rough cut. Yes. yes the rough I cut is up on Chikaratopia. Nine ninety nine per night. There you go. I, I think believe. you can sign up, get the first week for free. This is true. One of those plugs in yeah. there. That's okay. So we won't talk too much about King of Trios. I apologize. Oh, oh, that's right. Not yeah, you're right. Sorry about that. But not for the for the night for the you know to get yeah the, yeah yeah that's my bad. Um, but now, man, I just can't get over like Team Fist, the Icarus, the Colony. Like that's just historic Chikara, yeah, man. I've got no. a picture of me and Icarus from probably 2009, I think it was. I think 2009 was the year they uh, the year they won King of Trios. And I can tell it was from that year because uh, if you look in the background, you can see Brian Danielson. Uh, so okay. just having that picture to be able to go and look back on, okay. it's, it's pretty wild. That's... I, I've seen some great fist matches over the time, and it, it's cool that you know Chikara keeps it alive and keeps it fresh because so many of the guys from Fist are people people know now. You know what I mean? The, mm-hmm. the sort of the graduates or the alumni of Fist are people that are out there now and very well known. Now, yeah, what's Johnny Gargano up to these days? Uh, yeah, right. Uh, he's having some issues with Champa. Ah, what a bum. (laughs) (laughs) It's only the best feud in pro wrestling right now, I think. The two are so freaking good. 
That's the cool. That, that's the coolest part. Of, is like this is a. Uh, I guess I, I, you couldn't really call it a fist reboot. I don't think. No, it's but just when you talk about fist and and people are gradually beginning to understand. Um, Wilfred Watches is another guy that does specifically New Japan stuff, and I just threw up um, a logo with the hashtag fist up, and um, <laughs> dude, he went down the whole. Just like Alice in Wonderland, like no big tomorrow. I mean, it was it was there. Now, what are your goals? What's your short term goals in pro wrestling? I think everyone should. Have, I think you should have a short term and long term stuff. Mm. That's always a tough one to sort of get to. It's the goal is always to go everywhere I can. It's. I've been fortunate enough to have had a couple matches with Beyonds. I get to travel down to Virginia every once in a while, but it's all about just filling up those dates and getting to be in front of as many people as possible. That's another thing, man. Ten years ago, independent promoters did not talk to each other. They didn't work together. They didn't co-promote. They didn't do anything. And the relationship right now that Beyond has with Chikara is awesome. Mm-hmm. It's two completely different companies. But they both have kind of the same values around the fans. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, did you ever think there'd be a Chikara match on a show that was headlined by a death match? Oh, goodness. Right? Did I think I'd be in that? <laughs> right? Did I think I'd be on that show? I don't know. <laughs> like that stuff that was just stuff that couldn't have happened before. And that mm-hmm. what what winds up happening with it is magic. And I know you guys have had Beyond down there and done the same type of thing and it's just yeah. really cool that 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 gives opportunities to guys like you to get up into Massachusetts and um, Rhode Island where Beyond runs and to be down beyond the Beyond guys to get down and do Philly like you guys had Team Beyond with Malonis and Cam and um, Dickinson mm-hmm. so that that's something in, uh, um, tell us talk to us a little bit how that went down um, I know you guys specifically in um, the Russell Factory right now the class technically that you're in right now um, the other individuals we've talked to you guys are a pretty tight bunch aren't you Mhm. Yeah, it's uh, it's like any sort of family. You spend that much time with those people, and it does become, it does become really tight. Uh, especially those weeks when you spend more time there than you spend at home. You got to be able to have these relationships, and even if it means like becoming that uh, that brother, that uncle, that cousin, whatever, who's got to knock someone in the shape, like. So be it. How did it feel for you personally um, when you made that transition uh, from, I guess, a a referee? It's still a professional wrestler to me. You're still a pro wrestler. Even though you're a referee, you have to know everything that they do um, and help. But uh, raising Solo Darling's hand uh, purposefully, what – where are you as far as, I mean, is that something that, uh, whose idea was that, if you, if you can divulge that? Uh, that's a little tougher one to, one to kind of dive into, you know. It's, we'll just look at, 
look at what had happened. It had spent so long, and Smash Master had it coming. So, yeah, I raised her hand. That's um, how mad was Sydney Bacabella? Ba- really say on that. How mad was Sydney Bacabella when you did that? <laughs> you know how he can be. He's yeah. he's a mouthful, <laughs> even when he's happy. Did he try to throw you out of the NWA or anything? <laughs> I think he said uh, probably three or four times about how he's going to call Ted Turner and something. <laughs> something <laughs> call call Vince Senior on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you feel slighted at all? Um, speaking of the Rumble Bees, do you feel slighted at all as far as uh, the ring attire that um, you were able to come up with as opposed to what Solo Darling made for herself? Uh, now, are you talking about the the fist gear or? Oh, we're straight Rumble Bee gear. Oh goodness, it definitely took a bit. Uh, it definitely took a bit to get some Rumblebee gear that was a uh, that was working right. Well, Solo Solo did make you a piece. I don't know. She did. She made uh, she made most of my gear right until the split. Well, I'm talking about there was a piece you wouldn't put on, and I don't know if that's where Josh was going or not. Oh, <laughs> are you talking about the headband? Yeah. Is that what you're getting at? Yeah. Well, I. <laughs> It's one of those things. I admit, I had given my word that I wasn't going to wear that until we won, and then her not respecting that. It's that's kind of how it is. Okay. Push you push and so, you shove, but I got to stick to what I said. You're being a man of your word. I, I can respect there you that. Go. <laughs> it was pretty nifty, though. I don't know if I would have put it on either. So moving moving along as far as. Um, the Grand Championship, Grand Chikara, um, Mr. Touchdown himself. This is, what did I, I think it's um, since 2000, it's, it's nine, nine champions, nine, oh, Jack, you got to help me out, JP. It's uh, 2002, so it's been nine years, um, ten champions, I think, now, if we include Mr. Touchdown uh, and Dasher now. I'll have to check that math, but... Just kind of your take on it, Travis. Um, do you think it's pretty... I mean, this is something that's new for me. Chikara is the grand champion. It's one of those things that... It's a prestigious belt to mm-hmm. me because it's one that uh, people carry for a long time. You have mm-hmm. to earn the right to even challenge for it by winning three consecutive matches. Yep. And now that we've got... I mean, Mark Angelicetti works his ass off um, and something terrible like this happens. Dasher is right there. Um, is there, I don't know if you can give personally your perspective on it. And then maybe if you guys have talked about in the locker room, um, what it kind of means to have Dasher as your guys' grand champion now. Personally, I am. I'm trying to think of the simplest way to put this to words. I'm not a fan of how this turned out. I can respect touchdown. He had earned his, he had earned that belt. He had earned the title, but to be able to just pass it off to someone else who this has been a sort of injustice that's been going on for a while. No, 
they keep giving certain people these things that who haven't earned it. Dasher has lost time and time again for the grand championship. But what do they do? They hand him the title. It's just like with the Young Lions Cub. They kept giving these matches, kept giving these opportunities to people who didn't do anything to earn it. Meanwhile, I sat on the side just like, hey, where's my shot? Oh, you've got something coming. Cool. I'm going to trust you. But then sure enough, all this time goes by and nothing. So for them to just... I feel like I keep circling back on my words, but for them to just hand this to Dasher, who's lost. Meanwhile, I never got my opportunity. I don't even think anyone has three points, let alone four, and they give it to him. I'm offended. No. Do you think? Do you think it would should be? I mean, are you, are you saying that you personally believe that it should be you? I personally believe I should have been in the running. I don't know. Who else would you have given it to? Juan Francisco, who lost? What, you want to have a big tournament to decide who would have won it? If anything, the next shot should have been mine. Well, well I, I I, don't I – don't, either way, um, I don't feel either way. I, I just think that it's, uh, it's one of those things that happens in professional wrestling. Um, and I, I can't disagree that you – specifically could possibly be on that short list um a tournament maybe i don't know i just think it's um one of those things where you guys specifically in chikara have to work extremely hard to even get an opportunity to win that belt Mm -hmm. so that's really where the basis comes from and that's where i wanted to get to and i think you explained it eloquently that um you don't feel it's right that dasher just got handed the belt correct yeah Perfect. Now, JP? Man, the timing on this whole thing, too, with, you know, Thursday, tomorrow. Well, it, we're filming this on Wednesday, by the way. It's Meet Wednesday. To the Shout-out to the Meat Boys filming down, going live tonight, but we're recording. It's Wednesday. Um, but tomorrow, Thursday night, starts the start of the NFL. So, Mr. Touchdown going out this week, like, that's just, the timing on that is so far off. And then handing it off to somebody, I don't know. You know, I would have maybe taken the guys with a couple of points and put them in a match, maybe not had a whole... See, that's the thing with Chikara, is you wouldn't have needed a tournament because you already have this point system in place. So yes, you yeah. The, you take the and top again, few points I'm at the them. very front of that list. You, you, correct, you have... You're, you're four, are, you, are you at four consecutive wins right now? Yeah, I had my first one against uh, Blanche Babish, and then I won three consecutive wins all in one day, the Johnny Kidd Invitational. In the kid oh, in the- so we're going back to Johnny Kidd. Okay. So now, I would have put the guys that had the most points into a match and had that be the interim if it was me. But, I mean, it was Bryce's call on that. I, I don't think the call was wrong. I think Dashes will be a good champion. I think you should see it as an opportunity to take on somebody who's lost a few matches, though. It's not a matter of what would be the better opportunity. It's a matter of what is right and what is wrong. Like I said again, like I said earlier with the Young Lions Cup, uh, you've got people like Green Ann and Thief Ann who were thrown into challenges up in New England at Beyond who had no right to be there. Meanwhile, ever since the first tournament that I was in, I've yet to get an opportunity. 
Yeah, no doubt defense definitely stolen a few of the opportunities away from other people, but... I see I mean, what you did there. You, you like that? that? I thought that was going to be smooth and just be like an easy transition. <laughs> <laughs> Are you, uh... This is going to be a rhetorical question, Farley. But is there any part of you that may be proud of the colony winning the King of Trios? I'll take that as no answer. Correct, JP? Yeah. yeah that's done, Stupid done, question, done. right? That's the perfect answer. <sighs> there wasn't a team in the King of Trios, though, that didn't deserve to win King of Trios. I'll say that much. Um, do you agree with that, Travis? I'm not saying they deserved it more than you or you didn't deserve it more. I'm saying that they all kind of deserved their spots at some point. How did they take the... How did those guys take the win from those tiny Japanese girls? That is a tragedy. How could they do that from them? You guys didn't get to see the tiny Japanese girls, but... I don't know. They come so far, and then they look yeah. so sad at the end of it. Well, there was a Just lot of, I mean, that nine ninety nine that you would pay. Oh, the, I think it's the nine ninety nine you would pay for any night of King of Trios on Chikaratopia. You're gonna mm-hmm. get to see people from Australia. You're gonna get to see. You could see Australia, yeah. Japan, uh, Spain. Not to mention um, Team Na- uh, what, um the Nexus. Yeah, the Nexus you Alliance, know. former... Oh. Uh, what was it? Michael Tarver, PJ Black, and... Fred. Um, yes. I want to call Fred, Ro- Fred Rosser? Yes. There we go. I wanted to say three different names for him because... Yeah, the old stuff. The, the coolest yeah. thing was is that I think it, all three of those, once they got home... Um, Tweeted out a big thanks to yes. Chikara specifically into the Chikarmi, um, just saying thanks and how much they really really enjoyed it. And I think that's the thing that we want to get across the most when we have the opportunity to have people on here like Travis is that this is where we get we get the we get the real thing, man. We have the opportunity to get the real thing. And I'm going to ask the questions about the colony. I'm going to ask the questions about the belts. I'm going to ask that stuff because there is so much rich history in Chikara that people have no idea exists. And we get a chance to sit here with a member of Fist, maybe 2.0. I don't know. No, it's Fist. It's it's absolutely Fist. Um, it's just the new evolution. It's a uh, evolution. Evolutionized fist, but it's fist. Yeah, two point was a uh, Scott Parker and uh, oh man, I'm blanking out on the name. Jagged Parker and uh, shoot, what's his name? I'd be so mad if I can't. Granikuma. No. no, no, I'm thinking of three point Originally two point uh, What is his name? It'll come to me. I don't remember the two point now, do you, when, how, without giving away too much of your game plan, do you plan on going right after the title? Well, this would certainly be 
it's time to capitalize on that now, wouldn't it? And where they're calling it interim. Now, I'm assuming that it's sort of like the UFC where once Mr. Touchdown comes back, he would get the shot at whoever has it. You would think so. Would you be all right with that if you were holding the title, or would that be another opportunity sort of given to him? That's one to think about. I mean, you could e- you could easily argue both ways. He did, yeah, he did if, lose uh, the title. I say if I do win the title from Dasher, then when Touchdown comes back, he'd have to earn his opportunity just like everyone else. He had Dasher as his champion, and he's got to deal with Dasher's faults if they happen. That's that's the definition of interim, is it not? Mm-hmm. Okay. So no easy shot. He's got to come. He'd have to, in your eyes, he'd have to come. Yeah, no one gave points. me an easy shot. I had to earn mine. You earned it every step of the way, Travis. But sometimes it means more when you work more for it. What's that? Sometimes it means more to you when you work harder for it. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm not sure what work Dasher did to win this, but I think that'll shine through in the end. Do you? So I mean, Dasher's a Dasher's a a backbone of a lot of what Jakartopia has been rebuilt on. Do you do you feel that he hasn't at least earned some respect in that way? I'm not refusing the man respect. He's been in Shakara for oh goodness nine years something like that give or take somewhere around there I can't remember the first time I saw him as creator wrestler I will definitely give him his (laughs) respect but as far as grand champion he lost his matches he didn't earn his opportunity he didn't win the title in a match he was quite literally handed the belt because his buddy got hurt. So will I respect him as a champion? Probably not. Do I respect him as a wrestler? Yeah. That... Josh, you go ahead. Did you just say you... The first time you remember seeing Dasher is from Creator Wrestler, right? That was his original identity, if you remember. My mind just got blown. Not the company Creator Pro. uh, Right, no, no. But my mind just got blown because I didn't. I remember Creator Wrestler. I didn't know that. Ah, You don't remember that? He was Creator Wrestler, then he was Moscow, and then he was Ultimo Breakfast. Ultimo Breakfast. Oh, man. Okay. Then he was was Dasher Halffield, and then he had that electrical accident. With loud and noxious that turned him into Gavin Loudspeaker. Do, right. Do you know I've, I've been trying to search and I couldn't remember the name Ultimo Breakfast for the life of me? <laughs> I've been trying to search for that because some of those matches were just awesome. The gear was unbelievable. Yeah, it was fantastic. He he came out to that song from the Breakfast Club. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> he did a move called He's Toast. <laughs> Oh, you, you just so like when we finish this up tonight, I'm going on Chicago. I'm going on Chicago and I'm gonna find Ultimo Breakfast. 
here's what it, here's the coolest thing, Travis. I don't know if you we, we were talking about all the people that have been and gone through um, the ropes at Chikara, um, and even the Young Bucks being there. The coolest part for me, and I tell the story, is when Nick got up on top of the rope pre-match and fell off and racked his nuts. This is King of Trios. It just shows that even the most humble person that comes into Jakara, it's a sacred place. It, it, I don't think good way of putting it. Yeah, I don't think there's anyone in Jakara that um, hasn't appreciated it that I've seen. Or oh, very few, I'll say. Um, I think there, I think there's a bad tendency of some people who haven't been outside of the bubble much to, if anything, take it for granted. But that's the most I'll say on that. No? Yeah, that's it, I, no, no. We're not. We we wouldn't be looking for anything other than that. <laughs> that's not our style. We've, yeah, it's a lot of people who have come up in this system and they don't realize how sort of great it is sometimes I mean you got two of the best you know between Drew Gulak and Quack in the school at at one point or another and like yeah I still hear from Gulak Gulak pretty regularly and I'm fortunate for that we we talk about schools a lot on here because Neither one of us have ever been in the wrestling business. I've been around. Hey, thanks again, folks, for listening to the interview. It's always fun when we get to talk about Anthony Green, especially out of nowhere. Um, look forward next week. We sat down with Travis Luckaby from Shakara Pro. Uh, good interview. A fun time. Uh, again, thanks for listening. Again, at 3 Irish Boys with a Z on Twitter. I'm sorry. IrishWickPodcast.com for all the information and articles by Earl and Philip. And again, thanks to Pete, Scott Howard, Talkamania. Smart to death. Right All you guys out there that help support us, we're back, and think. we're just glad to be in the fold. Thanks again, guys. Enjoy your day. Yeah, it's always interesting to. Uh, I'm not about to dump on other schools. There's so many fantastic schools out there, and so many people I've seen from the, these other schools. Whether it's the Monster Factory, whether it's yeah. uh, the guys up at Chaotic, or anywhere else. Yeah. There are a lot of great trainers and a lot of great places, but it's just funny to see some of the differences. And when you do venture out, you do kind of become aware and grateful for what we have. That's you really do have something special with Chikara, and that's you know from somebody. I used to go to when I traveled to Philly for Chikara shows. I traveled with other promoters that were paying to get into Chikara. Like, they didn't pay to get into shows, but, like, we made the trip, bought our ticket to King of Trios. Like, that's how special that is. You, you, guys, brought, you guys brought up two words. I just need to add the third one. You brought up um, Gulak and Philly. So, Travis, we got to ask the question. Philly. Oh, yeah. Cheesesteak. <laughs> uh, well, here's where I get people divided. <laughs> no, uh, you're laughing because you don't even realize why. If you're in uh, the car, if you're in the car right now with Drew Gulak, where does he drive you to? <laughs> to the no, best. Here's the thing is because I don't eat. <laughs> here's the thing is because I don't eat meat. 
Okay. Really? Yeah, okay. so the whole cheesesteak thing is a little, uh... What if it was just the cheese and the peppers? Uh, I actually, a few weeks ago, I actually got, uh, I went to Tony Luke's and got something like that. Like in, uh, uh, what do they call that at the Jimmy John's? And, uh, it's a fucking grilled cheese. No, <laughs> no, it's, uh, <laughs> fuck you. See, we gotta cut that out. It's, uh, it's wrapped up in lettuce. It's an unwitch or some stuff, something like that. Oh, oh, that, that's, uh, no, that's different because at Jimmy John's, the unwitch sort of gimmick is that, uh, they give you a sandwich without bread. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, but I was so. So really, you've uh, never you've never eaten a Philly cheesesteak. Uh, I mean, I've had vegan cheesesteaks. Okay, the place on South Street I really enjoy is that Jim's. I don't think they have one. No, there's a place right on the corner of Broad and okay. uh, Broad South that has a uh, vegan chicken cheesesteak. Like I'll go there every once in a while. Okay, that's but as far cool. as your traditional ones, I really just go by like what other people tell me. You know, I've certain people that I trust. They like Tony Luke's, so I guess that's my answer by proxy. <laughs> <laughs> JP, no, I'm just blown away because we're we're actually doing another interview tonight with um, Ethan HD. And he's he's completely plant based food. Yes. So the fact that you got two fat kids interviewing two vegetarians in one night, <laughs> like, this, this might have blown my mind more than trying to know create a wrestler. <laughs> that's still, well. That's like, good. That's good. We just assume um, that everybody's like us, and now that we know, if somebody asks for a vegan Philly cheesesteak, we can send them someplace. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Just hit me up, or you could ask. <laughs> you could ask Kimberly. She's very vocally vegan. Yes, she is. She's in stardom right now. I think over there kicking some butt. Yeah, she's over in Japan. She got pulled from uh, King of Trios for that. Wow. I mean, that's or she with she withdrew from King of Trios. <laughs> perhaps I should say. Kiko, Kiko to her. Yeah, but I mean, going to Japan is that's kind of a big deal too. So I gotta say, yeah. I think I would be torn on that. I guess yeah. that's the that's the cool thing that Travis and correct me if I'm wrong. Um, you guys, where you're at right now, are still getting that same training, technically without really having to travel unless you really really want to, right? Yeah, I think a lot of this. Uh a lot of this appeal is being able to travel. Is that something you're looking forward to doing? I mean, as you grow in this career, as Fist grows in itself, with uh, I just can't believe that Icarus is just still there doing this. He is Chikara. He, brought he is one of the few who was with it through all the good times and bad times. Yeah. He's uh, like the well, he's like the Tommy Dreamer of Chikara. Ah, <laughs> uh, that just made me think of Eddie Kingston. 
Yeah, absolutely. Six I times. feel like if anyone's a Tommy Dreamer of Chikara, I think Kingston's got a a very vocal view on that. <laughs> he Tommy Dreamer us. is from so- Yonkers. <laughs> no. King of Diamonds, last of a dying breed, War King. <laughs> that's classic right there. That's- Sorry, that's my very terrible Eddie Kingston impression. Yeah, don't do that in front of him. Yeah, I'll probably get a uh, backfisted. <laughs> here's a here's a funny thing, Travis. This will this is this will blow your mind too. He was on our show probably about eight years ago when he was specifically part of CZW during the Combat Zone Wrestling Ring of Honor wars that were going on. I think my first independent show was a was the Cage of Death, where Ring of Honor versus CZW, where Eddie yeah. Kingston came out as big surprise. Yeah, yeah, and that's. I think that's the same time that they had the CZW ring, but they had the Ring of Honor cage. I think so. Yeah, I remember. Goodness, I think Chris Hero was there. Nate Webb, Brian Danielson, Kingston was there. Oh my goodness! Blackout, I think was there. Sabian was there. <sighs> yeah, on the side came out for Ring of Honor. Now, how old were you when you discovered indie wrestling? Not when you went to your first show, when you actually like found out oh, it existed. God. Somewhere in high school. I remember I was a fan of the TV stuff for the longest time. Yeah. Then my older brother kind of showed me Chikara and Ring of Honor. Goodness, that was sometime in high school. I was a teenager. So you guys were probably getting DVDs back then too, right? Yeah, yeah. The old trading stuff. Did you did you guys record that stuff on VHS tapes too, or was that too that's too old for VHS you? VHS huh? is a little before my time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Super Mario's is before you, right? <laughs> uh, which one? <laughs> the, the one that I saw you playing online that I know I could kick your ass in. It might be. Oh, you it might the be the only thing I can, guys. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, that was that was before my time. Man, that was definitely. I would. That was my high school days. My uh, <laughs> if you pull up, if you pull up Tekken three, I guarantee I will smoke you. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm I'm happy with Super Mario Brothers one. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> JP's JP's handicapped. He can only button smash on Tekken. I think. <laughs> I, you know, I've never played the Tekken games. What's that? I've never played the Tekken games. Oh, man. You know, teenage teenage Travis with my PlayStation 2 having the option as playing as a Mexican luchador with a Jaguar head. Sold. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh. Cool. Hey, is there, uh, Travis, is there anything else you want to put over? I mean, I think we, yeah. I don't want to waste a whole lot of your time, but I think we got most of the stuff we needed to get, man. But I just want to make sure um, you got all the stuff you want to get out there, and then we want to make sure we get um, your social media and stuff out there for people to follow you, too. Yeah. Uh, more often than not, you'll see me at Chikara. Uh, that's the main place I train at. If you're interested in training, consider the Wrestle Factory. But you could also see me handful of other promotions sometimes beyond wrestling, Nova Pro, Blitzkrieg. They're all places I love to show up at. Uh, excellence as well. 
one thing I did want to try to promote or at least bring ears back to it. Uh, Wheeler Yuta is a buddy of mine, and I remember he was on here. He had promoted his uh, this uh, group, this charity thing that he was uh, sort of attached to. So I'll spend my minutes, five minutes just uh, bringing it back to that. Uh, hope for the day, dealing with depression and... I guess some of the available, uh, some of the visibility of it, helping people suffering from it. So go on, support that. Uh, as far as social media goes, find me Twitter, Instagram, Travis underscore Huckabee. I've got a page on Facebook. You can like me there. Uh, my public email is available on my Twitter page. And, and as far as anybody that may listen to this uh, podcast, Travis, and there's anybody in there uh, looking to interview or talk to you, you're open to that as well, correct? Yes, I'm up for podcast interviews, whatever it is you're interested in. Cool. And the biggest thing. Go, I wrestle every every now and then. <laughs> and you, you mentioned uh, Hope for the Day, which so people know. Um, that's at, and it is hope for the day spelled out. Um, they achieve proactive suicide prevention through outreach and mental health education. So folks, the, the big thing is it is okay to not be okay. There's always somebody there. There was always somebody willing to listen. There was always, 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 um, something there for you. Um, it just takes a phone call. It just takes a quick text. Nobody's going to judge you. Um, Wheeler, um, as well as Travis, are, are very passionate about this. It, uh, we are very, 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 very passionate about it. It's something we do not take lightly. It's something that affects more uh, and more people in the United States um, daily than we realize. So, again, Travis, thanks for bringing that up. Um, again, that's at Hope for the Day. It's hftd.org. Um, if you need help, guys, reach out. You put that so much more eloquently than I did. Thank you. <laughs> hey, brother, that is, uh, that's why we're here, man. I look forward to um, having you back here on the show, um, watching you maturate through Chikartopia.com for seven ninety nine a month. First week's free. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. You bet, man. It's been an honor. <laughs>